0: Linda Pinizzato. She's not your typical realtor. She's your real estate counselor, teacher, and advisor. Whether it's a house, townhome, or condo, when you're ready, she's your negotiator. With 34 years of experience, Linda guarantees that you have the real estate knowledge you need to make the right decisions. Call Linda Pinizzato at Sutton Group Quantum Realty, 416-561-7373, or visit her at com.
1: Hello there, you're listening to Linda Pinazotto of The Condo Expert and today we are going to talk another issue with uh, Jeff Bruitt who's an independent housing consultant and what we have to touch on is right around the corner and what's that, 2014. You know Jeff welcome so much to the show uh, you know it's it's really interesting to get You know, another perspective on what's going on, certainly with interest rates and our economy, and moving into 2014. So, what do you think is going to be happening? What's ahead of us, in your opinion?
0: Yeah, uh, 2014. I think it could be a turnaround year, as far as there might be some softening in the market. And I, I, what I say by that is, I I don't mean that you know prices are going to fall or the the world's going to come crashing down, anything like that. But uh, certainly, we've started to see that you know. The sales have been a little bit slower. You know, interest rates have been sort of at a level for a very long time. Since 2008, we've had 2009, we've had very, very low interest rates. And as people get out of their five-year term interest rates, they're renewing. And so if you have somebody renewing from two thousand. Eight two 2009, who were maybe in a 4% rate. Now they're in a 3% rate. So everybody's almost there. And I, I would think that 95% of the people out there have been choosing a five-year rate, whether it's a variable rate or a fixed rate. So not many people taking a 10-year rate, although it might not be a bad idea in the coming um, months or years ahead, just because rates are going to go up at some point. And uh, we've heard the government talk about it a little bit, that but they are hesitant to do that because, you know, it could have spill-off effects with the economy. So it, rates will go up, and it's just a matter of when. The other thing that's really fueling the market, and this is a statistic I, I, I heard a couple months ago, and that is that the uh, the Government of Canada allows for 2012, or I, it was either 2012 or 2011, 404,000 people came into Canada from other places.
1: Really? That many?
0: 400. And,
1: wow. you know, it's... Uh, so that's across the world, you mean?
0: Yeah. Basically, right? that are immigrating to Canada, that are coming and living here in Canada. And, you know, that number used to be around the 200 250,000 mark. And now we're talking about 404,000 in 2011, 2012, coming to, to Canada, coming to live here. And they need a place to live. So how do we provide that? We provide it by building new housing and or existing housing that we have. So we have these pressures on the market, whether it's on the rental market for those people coming in and those people are being displaced and being moved into the ownership market. And as a result, you've got let's say 10 or 20 of those 10 or 20% of those people are coming to the GTA area. That's 80,000 people. And we're talking about 30, 40,000 households, you know, maybe a little bit less. But we need to provide that every single year in the amount of housing that we're building around here. So as uh, that's the thing that's fueling the market right now is immigration by far. It's not anything else. It's not low interest rates. It's not demand because as you said in an earlier segment, you've got people that are sometimes staying in houses for 10, 15, 20 years, even longer, you know, especially if it's their, you know, only home. And mm-hmm a lot of us have only one home. We may may not have a rental property or we may not have a cottage up north or something like that. So um, I think that, you know, once the immigration situation slows down, we've got people that come in that certainly have money and that, that you know, they can maybe put uh, some money down, whether it's 20%, 30%, or if they can pay for an entire house. You know, some people are coming from um, cities where they've, you know, cashed out of their house there. let's. Uh, you could take Hong Kong as an example. Hong Kong, an apartment, uh, 500 square foot apartment might cost a million dollars. And if you're cashing out of that and coming here, you could buy a single family home. So, you know, I think that once the immigration slows down, and once uh, interest rates maybe start to perk up a little bit, you're going to start to see a change in the market. Because the people that live here in Canada, I don't think they can afford the prices that are going on right now, especially with incomes. I mean you, you if you look at average incomes, they don't support, you know, the prices mm-hmm. in Vancouver or Toronto for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I think that's why the you know the government stepped forward last year and started to raise more concerns about affordable housing and brought in second suites and rental basement apartments and so on. And and that was actually probably a reflection of them saying, okay, fine, what are we looking at in the future? Because they're trying to take a bit of a crystal ball and say, okay, fine, is immigration going to slow down? Because if immigration slows down and out-of-country investment slows down, then it literally slows down the real estate market. It has to. It's impossible for it not to. Mm -hmm. And then a big concern, you know, Jeff, is that how many condominiums unfinished that we have right now that, you know, they're stepping in and they're saying, okay, we want the resale agents coming into the picture. There was a time when you couldn't get a developer of a condo giving a realtor two and a half, three percent percent commissions. Now they're offering 6% on the commissions, which is unusual. Mm-hmm. And they're more inclined to be dealing with the resale market, which is also, you know, as far as the MLS system is concerned, as opposed to having their site office and their site, you know, on-site sales representatives. So that tells me something. Nobody just gives their money away. You know, so the question is inventory, you know, how much inventory is going to be kicking out there. And
0: you're starting to see a little bit of a rise in the completed and Mm -hmm. unsold inventory, which is really key. So if you think of the, I guess, the timeline of a condo, it takes upwards of five to 10 years from the very planning process to actually have it, you know, planned all the government regulations around it, you know, hole in the ground, built bricks and mortar, and then finally people living in it. And by the time you're having people live in it, you know, market conditions could change. And so you're starting to see that a little bit now, where we've we've built a lot of condos for a very extended period of time. And by the way, we haven't had, had a downturn in the market since 1989,
1: 90. I remember those days. I actually, uh, those days I I represented nine financial institutions in Toronto. I created a, uh, at the time I was doing a lot of relocations and I took the relocation package, Jeff, and I converted it into a power sale package. And then I went about my business and I gained the contracts for CIVC do you remember central guarantee trust i do you got it i had their contracts laurentian bank had their contracts uh the only one i didn't open the door on was royal i did bank montreal's i did home savings and loans general trust so i actually persuaded nine of the financial institutions in downtown toronto to give me their power sales so i sold 153 powers of sales in a three-year period well you know, most agents were saying, Linda, how'd you get these contacts? Like, you know, how did you do that? It, it was just, you know, beating the pavement, putting together a portfolio that would winterize and dewinterize the house, carrying a, you know, a lawnmower in the trunk of my car, a snow shovel in the trunk of my car. And, uh, there you go. Those were things you had to do back the, at that time.
0: And those times were very different. And, you know, uh, sometimes history likes to repeat itself. I'm not saying that, uh, the market is like that but you know we're signing, starting to see those signs where the condo market you know um you're getting some increase in the 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 unused inventory that's out there and um you know there's people that are investing in condos and renting them out certainly not at the levels that we saw in the late 80s but those kinds of things are in place and you know usually the housing markets are on a 7 to 10 year yeah housing cycle kind of thing, you know, uh, you have a period where, you know, it goes up for a while, and then, you know, it maybe stops and levels off, or maybe comes down a little bit. And we've been on this upward climb for quite a long time, I would say, you know, over 20 years, and that's kind of unprecedented.
1: And interesting, too, with condominiums, uh, if a person buys a condominium, and they're taking occupancy, they have to wait for that entire building to be sold off or finished before they can register the corporation. Phantom mortgages. Right. Well, there was another thing. We'll get into that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a whole other ball of wax. But interesting enough, I mean, think about this. So you've bought a condominium. Uh, You're all happy. You have to go into occupancy. But maybe, what if one half of the building hasn't uh, been sold yet? You have to go into occupancy into your suite. You're at the lower level, for instance. Uh, Or maybe the builder is just keeping it under their name until they get them sold. Bottom line is the building's not registered. So until the building gets registered, your mortgages don't kick in. So you could be looking at an extended period of time of paying what's called as occupancy fee, or better yet, rent, Mm -hmm. while all this is coming down in a slower marketplace may not be a really good investment.
0: And I think consumers don't understand that process. They don't. They don't they sign on the dotted line. And in the I mean, sometimes we take more time, you know, buying a pair of jeans than we do in buying, you know, a place to live. And we think that, oh, well, I'm going to be moving in in two years, that's Mm going to be great. It's going to work in fine with my plan. But you don't think of the things that you've just said, which is, you know, there could be some time until the building's registered, and there's going to be some of the money that this the consumer is going to be paying, that's actually not going to be uh, you know, chopping down at their mortgage.
1: Exactly. And then so, they're staying rental. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, it goes back again. You've got to have the right realtor. <laughs> you have to have the right realtor you know? and you have to
0: have the right information.
1: Well, this is it, you know, so, you know, I've... You have as to talk to people like us. Well, exactly, you know, because we'll put the cards on the table. There's no two ways about it. Right. I, I, you know, that's how, you know what that is? That's longevity. You've been in the business over 25 years. I've been in it over 34 You know, I think that uh, it's really, and why do we stay in this business so long? Because we practice good business and we give out that information. Yes. And that's what's important. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato at The Condo Expert. Today, I'm speaking with Jeff Brewitt here at the Hayes FM. He is an independent housing and financial consultant. We will be right back. Thank you.
0: Oh, my computer crashed.
1: Oh, no, I've got a virus.
0: Ah, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need
1: help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com